from Los Angeles, California. This is the Rider Strike Chronicles podcast, and I'm Tanya Barnes. Hello, everybody. Today is Sunday, December 30th, day 55 of the Rider Strike. In today's episode, I talk to Strike Captain David Latt at the picket lines in front of Sony Pictures. Latt is a television producer with 25 years' experience, having worked on Hill Street Blues, for which he won an Emmy, The Hitchhiker, Bakersfield PD, Get a Life, Easy Streets, Stir Crazy, Twin Peaks, and many others. Most recently, Lat is a contributing blogger for United Hollywood, and earlier this month, he launched his own personal blog, a cooking blog entitled Men Who Like to Cook, that includes some of his favorite recipes, information on local markets, and recommendations for local restaurants. In this episode, we discuss the realm of writing on the internet called blogging. If you listen to an interview I had recently with Harlan Ellison, he believes horse doping, bucking chickens, and drinking the blood of children to be nobler endeavors than blogging. As amusing as that sounds, I have to respectfully disagree. Blogging is a powerful tool of free expression and free speech that enables millions of people to easily publish and share ideas and information and even millions more to read and respond and thereby creating immediate dialogue and participation to the communities the blogs serve. Often, bloggers fill in the gap in local news coverage that mainstream media has abandoned or ignored. Technorati is an internet search engine for searching blogs that currently indexes over 112 million web blogs. And according to their data, there are over 175,000 new blogs every day. Bloggers update their blogs regularly to the tune of 1.6 million posts per day or over 18 updates a second. Okay, that's it for now. Let's roll sound with David Ladd. Hi, uh, my name is David Latt, and I'm a writer, and I'm a strike captain and a gate captain, and I also um, contribute to United Hollywood. And today we're at the Madison Gate at Sony, where I am the gate captain on the 6 to 9 a.m. shift. Let's tell me a story about getting here at the crack of dawn, because I saw you this morning, and I was dead, and I had to go get coffee. It, it's It's... You know, it's got a rhythm to it. Um, at certain times of the week, there'll be two, three, four of us out here at 6 a.m. It's dark. It's been cold. But if you've got company, it's sort of okay this morning. However, <laughs> I was the only one uh, walking back and forth for about 45 minutes. And uh, walking alone when it's cold and dark, that's not so good. How'd uh, that make you feel? Uh, well cold and lonely but the great thing about walking the pickets and people started to show up is um the um you know the conversation in the community the fact that you get to talk to people some people you know and so you're carrying on conversation that may have started over the last several weeks uh or you're meeting new people and uh it's actually one of the things that's kept the energy up in the picketing is the community of writers and people laugh and say gosh i never get to talk to writers i was talking to producers or actors or studio executives or networks but i actually with the exception of the time if you're on a television series in the room breaking story or if you're in comedy at the table uh you really are pretty solitary so especially for feature writers i'm hearing this is actually a kind of 
an extraordinary experience. People who come from New York, they're used to it because there are lots of writers who get together. Um, in Los Angeles, yeah. it's much more infrequent. So yeah. the picketing, the time spent on the picket has actually had a side benefit of either reinforcing community or making writers aware of their community. And it's been reflected in the the strength of the membership in staying solidly behind the issues and to putting out the effort to come day in and day out um, and participate in the shifts. Let's talk about community because you you, said you just told me you do unitedhollywood.com, which is a blog. That's a whole different community of social networking. Can you comment on that? Yeah, I mean, United Hollywood started out as a group of us. I think originally there were like maybe about six or ten of us who came together and we decided what we wanted to do was to be a place where we could give up to the minute um, information about the strike because there were a lot of rumors going around and, and the Writers Guild site provided information but we wanted to give a, a personal perspective on what was going on. What it's turned into is a community of contributors and that's increasingly grown as people send us um, their written statements, but a lot of people have also been sending us uh, video, short videos, which we put on the site. We've created videos for the site. Those have gone viral. And the other part that we've discovered, which has been a wonderful part of the experience, is the comments section and the emails that we get through our Gmail account really broaden the dialogue in the community. And we found people in that experience that we've then drawn into the, the contributors. Um, we've taken ideas that have come through the comments or the Gmail emails and uh, turned them into postings or it's pursued a line of dialogue. So it's, I guess, in a kind of classic social networking way, if you've got something people want to connect to, are interested in or want to talk about, the blog gives them the focal point to start exploring their own ideas and feelings about it. They interact with more people. Uh, the net gets thrown wider, and uh, it's been a very positive experience. What I know about Web 2.0 is that you and your, your network co-create the product how are you guys taking your feedback? Are you actually changing the direction of the blog? I, I wouldn't say we changed direction of the blog because our self-described mission is to be a place that helps the membership keep informed. We continue to articulate the issues of the strike, to refine them, to sp uh, detail them, to support them. But what we do get from the comments and the, and the, the emails are issues that we might not have been thinking about, perspectives mm -hmm. that we might not have come to on our own. And as I said, we also, some people become so engaged with us that we pull them in as contributors. So it's like crowdsourcing. It's like what? Like crowdsourcing. You're, you're, you're more, you get, um, crowdsourcing. It's where um, you're just telling, the more people involved in the story, the more ideas and, and, and avenues come up. Yeah, I hadn't heard that expression, but yeah, definitely. And that's, again, we, we, we have a very interesting organization and a very interesting audience for our blog in that these are all writers. That was my next question. It's mostly writers commenting? Well... No, actually, the interesting thing is, I'd say, in both the email and the comment sections, I, I would say the minority are the writers. We're getting a lot of people who come from the general community who might be fan-based, uh -huh. um, or people who are interested in writing and writers, but aren't necessarily in the industry. So, 
the interaction that we're having is with writers, but also with the larger communities. We've also become a focal point for people who are affected by the strike. Crew members might write in, some of whom support what we're doing because they understand that we're simply first in line and that the companies are trying to increase their pressure and minimize the impact and influence of unions. Uh, and we just happen to be in the contract negotiating cycle first in this process. And a lot of those crew members understand that. And other crew members feel that their you know, livelihoods are threatened or uh, they're already suffering and they want to talk about it and vent. And it actually creates an, uh, an opportunity for us to engage with them in the dialogue and look at their issues and specifics. And, and from our, you know, our objective or our mission point of view, we can articulate why we went on the strike what the issues are, how it impacts them if they are in the Hollywood community. And it's not to not to say we diffuse it. They they have their feelings. They, the impact has created difficulties. But at least we're engaged in a dialogue. And that, we feel, is a very important part of United Hollywood to inform and also engage. Now, off... When, when I was just getting to talk to you, it's worth putting on recording right now. We talked about trolls. Can we just... Can you throw out a comment about that? Yeah, I mean, the experience we've had with trolls, and, and again, uh, I think everybody knows, or not again, but everybody knows it, it's difficult to say, oh, that was a troll for sure. But we look at general activity that changes. Um, and we noticed a couple of weeks ago after the blackout broke down um, and the AMPTP had gotten very much more aggressive in their statements, we noted that weekend on our website that the postings over the weekend were barraged with many more comments than they had been in the past. And they seemed to come within like bursts of time. Within 10 to 15 minutes, there'd be 6 to 8, 10 comments. And they were all extremely negative and emotional and, and uh, angry. And they seemed to use the same words, <laughs> the same vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So it suggested to us that these were trolls. Um, what do you do about trolls? We really had a pretty big debate about it and we had had an oversight component of the site which I think is pretty typical where we really wouldn't allow people to get on and be abusive or um, you know racially insensitive I suppose you'd say. Have you read that? Were that those kind of comments? I hadn't but other people I know in our group had been monitoring them more closely than I had and those few things had been taken off so we had obviously the technology to remove objectionable comments and we debated should we do that when they're you know the ethics behind censorship yeah you know does does that get us into censorship and what is the site about since we do want to promote dialogue you can't say oh yeah but only dialogue that's you know in our favor so we really debated about it and we came up with something that was structural rather than intrusive and that was to change uh, if people wanted to post a comment, they had to have a Gmail account, um, and and that seemed to sh- not shut it off, but that barrage stopped. So that seemed to be the structural way of addressing the problem, rather than us taking a censorship point of view and saying, "Oh, this person's a troll," and that because we actually, when we hadn't before, we'd figured out the the Gmail account solution was we actually removed a couple of people who then showed up and said, hey, I'm not a troll, I just don't agree with you guys. And we realized, well, we had to find a better way. And so we came up with a structural, and that, that did seem to solve the problem. Um, I'm just curious now, um, what's your blogging experience? Do you keep a blog? Have you? Do you read blogs? I, I like to cook, so I actually am going to start a food blog, and I'd read a few 
of, uh, of food blog sites to sort of get a feel for it, but not really. I know it exists. I'd read about, a lot about it, but I hadn't really engaged. So this is actually my first fully engaged experience. And I was very, when, when I was about to post uh, the, for the first time, I was really nervous because the idea that once it's on the internet, it has a life of its own and you can't control it had me completely freaked out. Um, now I've gotten relatively more comfortable, but I understand the risk of writing quickly and posting quickly and regretting it later. Yeah. Um, so, Do you write differently now that you're blogging? Does your, the process of blogging, uh, yeah. That's my question. Yeah, I don't know. I I, um, I guess the thing that I learned, which is just a simple kind of dumb technical fact, is that I learned that you can rewrite your blog. <laughs> and that, that actually made me much more comfortable. I, I didn't understand the technology. Okay. And I thought okay. once you post it, it you're, you're stuck. And then I... I learned quickly, oh, no, you're not. You can go back and rewrite. And, and the, fact, the fact that I can rewrite makes it much more comfortable because I can realize I made a mistake in, in, in some aspect of it and I can fix it. I know it may exist in somebody's file if they copied it, but at least in, in my site, I know I can fix it. So that makes me feel much more comfortable. In the, oh, I don't know, I think it's been two or three years that I've been blogging. I've developed, and, and somebody pointed this out to me, that blogging is performance writing. And I, I think that's true because I've changed my voice. I mean, I put on a certain character when I write. Um, what's your take on, on blogging? Has it changed your voice? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I realize it creates the opportunity to create voices. Um, as I'm thinking about this site that I, I want to create for myself, that I want to you know, I want to start for myself, but I don't, I guess I would shy away from, I guess I think of too much as writing and, you know, writing is rewriting. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess I don't think of it quite in the performance way that I know some people do to, um, use it. Okay. Do you think if the AMPTP had a blog that the public might be more sympathetic to their side? Oh, that's very interesting because we, we, um, I'd actually had never gone to the AMPTP website before and I just went to it the other day there was one of our contributors said oh you've got to look at it they have a posting and it's kind of insane and so I looked at it and it just struck me as so odd I mean here are these entertainment companies in charge of media and their website is so boring Mm -hmm. literally colorless and it it just seems so out of step and out of I mean it, it I don't know it just struck me as odd but you're right I mean if they had had a site which gave voice to their point of view in a way that was um, that humanized yeah. but the, the problem is I, I think their position is so kind of insanely inequitable and authoritarian it'd be kind of hard but you know if they f- could find some writers who weren't union they could hire they might have a shot at it but they're up against formidable talent on our side that they can't get advantage and maybe all they're left with is exactly what we see colorless authoritarian angry Okay, so I think it's really cool that you're you're producing this blog, co-creating this blog. I met Jeffrey Berman and had a nice talk with him. But in terms of your your livelihood, how is the strike affecting you? Well, obviously, it affects everything. You don't you don't you can't go out and develop. You can't make money. Um, it's a big impact. It's uh, it's a hardship for everybody. And uh, well, what do you write for? Uh, oh, I'm in television. Okay. 
So uh, I have a partner. We develop projects to pitch for pilot work, and you can't do that now. Okay. So how are you keeping your, besides keeping the blog, how are you keeping your creative energies going? I have to say, United Hollywood, com- you know, combined with Picketing, we also have some projects that um, profiles of writer directors that we're doing video interviews with. There's a, there are a lot of projects in order to keep the blog ongoing um, and to introduce fresh material on a daily basis. We're all working uh, extremely long hours. You know, not quite seven days a week, but mostly. So. Creatively, that's been very stimulating. It's also been time-consuming. I recognize that. When I started um, my blog um, about the strike, I got a few people involved and uh, invited them to be contributors. And they're young, and they understand what it means to be a contributor. But then, as the weeks wore on, they could not contribute. They were like, Tanya, we can't. I mean, I've got a job. I've got this. I've got that. It's a lot of work. It's a huge amount of work. Um, and I think that, for me, I've put off starting the food blog that I want to do because I understand the, the commitment that it is. It's that if people are drawn to what you're doing, they want to see it refreshed on a daily basis. And then they're also looking for the interactivity, which means you're reading what they send in and, you know, in success. And hopefully there's that much uh, traffic. Yeah, um, yeah. But with that success comes an obligation and... I guess un- unless you're somebody who knows how to monetize it, and I understand that. Like Nikki. Like Nikki Fink. You're doing it because of your passion, um, but you put it into a blogging context, and your passion now creates a commitment, and that's something you got to think about seriously. Do you want to do? All right. I, I, I'm, I want to wrap this up, but I just want to comment about Nikki because I know that she's a trained journalist and she comes from a journalism background. But um, the, here's where we start talking about performance writing because I don't feel like some of the things she's doing is real journalism um, as more as it, I, I think it's Nikki Fink's uh, persona. Yeah, that seems to be true. I, I understand what you're saying now about performance because she does seem to write and not rewrite. It's about her immediate reaction to uh, a fact or a conversation or an experience she's had. So it's, you know, blogger, reporter, writer as uh, actor. And she's your emotional uh, contact to the experience that she's relating to. Um, But, yeah, I guess that's one kind of blogging. I also um, talk about like the work and the immediacy of it in the seven days a week. I've seen her post, look, I was took a sick day, da-da-da-da-da, because the constant desire from your readers to be connected. Yeah, I mean, there is you know, a kind of voyeurism to um, being engaged in somebody's life in such an immediate way, and, and you know, I guess blogging gives you that opportunity to connect into somebody's life, and, but then that somebody owes you. Um, so um, anything you want to say as we wrap this up? Uh, no, it's a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, thanks for being out here with us so early. You. you have been listening to the Writer Strike Chronicles podcast. For more information, visit our blog at wgastrike2007.blogspot.com.